0: and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Happner. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for hanging out. We are excited to chat through just growing our relationship with Jesus. And you know, this is the most important thing is, is in Scripture, it never really says lots about try to not sin. It says, It says, die to sin, and then it says, grow in your salvation, grow in your faith, Um, seek the Lord, seek first his kingdom, right, and and his righteousness. And so, all of those things develop in us when we really develop this relationship with Jesus in a really, really intimate way. And so, we just want that to be the foundation of how we teach, of how we get this message out there of living in pure victory. Because pure victory is living victorious lives and living pure but man, that would be a grind doing that on our own, and so we need to learn how to how to do that in the strength and the grace of God. And so, some listeners have 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 reached out to us and said, "You guys talk about turn to God. Don't do this, but turn to God. Don't just try to not sin, but turn to God." But what does turn to God mean? What is, like practically, what does that look like for you guys? How can you teach that? And so last week we talked about different ways of getting into relationship with Jesus, of experiencing God, different ways that you can do in terms of serving people, um, volunteering, going in nature, hanging out with people, finding solitude. There's different ways that we can connect with God. If you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and check it out. But today we want to get into practically... When we're seeking him, what does it really look like? Really, Like the, the details of seeking the Lord and turning to him, what does it practically look like? I'm excited to talk about this. I love this stuff. So it's going to be
1: good. Mm-hmm. And like, Mau, you were saying, there's the pathways and we talked about last week. And there's things though that, you know, if you're a Christ follower that you want to engage in all the time and it should be a regular foundational part of your your walk with Jesus. And often... Yeah, we've heard this. People don't really know what that looks like or you heard one time that someone did it this way or you're not really sure uh, because you're not sure if that works for you and maybe sometimes you're frustrated because you just feel like you're banging your head against the wall. You want to connect with Jesus. You just don't know what that looks like practically speaking. Um maybe you've tried some stuff in the past and it's just not really working for you or you feel kind of lost in this. Now, we're going to give you some practical things, but one of the things I will say too is we're not talking about chasing a feeling here. <laughs> you know if you're not feeling it we would stay you still you, you tell you still push in you need to persevere uh, i know that there's a pastor that um, he talked uh, this this uh, thing one time and i was listening to him he really wanted to connect with god and he d- devoted himself to praying every day a certain time uh for a month and he didn't hear nothing and he was feeling really discouraged um, and it was the last day actually the very last day of the month and finally god kind of spoke to him and an impression on his heart And basically what it was saying to him, what God was saying to him was like, this isn't about you. This is about me working in you. And so I think, I don't want to put words in this guy's mouth, but that was powerful in the sense, what really spoke to me that he persevered, (laughs) even though he wasn't feeling it. Um, And he knew that this is something that was important. So sometimes the feelings aren't always there. So we just want to encourage you. But that doesn't mean though, that God doesn't meet you in those, um, doesn't care it just means that sometimes we need to have something more, uh, a bigger foundation than just, you know, the airy-fairy feelings that sometimes we really lean on. Because we're up and down all the time when it comes to feelings. Some days we're feeling good. Some days we're feeling bad. We can't go by that, right? We have to go by something deeper. And so we're going to give you some practical things, though, that will help you connect to God and maybe what this will look like on an ongoing basis consistently in your life.
0: That's actually a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, there's there's different kinds of feelings. I mean, there can be emotions where you're just like super passionate about God, super passionate. I remember one guy, we'd play ball hockey at our church every week, every Tuesday night, we played ball hockey and this one week. He's like, you know what, guys, I just want to skip tonight. I just want to stay home and just seek the Lord and read the Bible. And he was as passionate at that time of his life about reading the scripture. And I think a lot of us have probably been there or some of us have been there at some point. And if you haven't, that's okay. But But that doesn't necessarily remain all the time. And so, when that's, on, when that's there, it's like, fantastic. But when it's not there, like Brad's saying, you still got to do it. You still got to s- decide. And I think that the, the things that we're going to talk about today, I think that these things help um, maintain the fire, mm-hmm. help maintain the passion and the the desire and the love of hanging out with Jesus and seeing him as a friend, somebody that we can go to confidently and boldly uh, anytime. And so uh, that's why I love talking about this stuff because, you know, I... I I had about a year year and a half of my life where I was uh just s- experiencing so many supernatural miracles events uh the Lord was bringing me into just a new understanding of who he is and I would I would physically feel him like f- I could feel his presence and I know people especially in charismatic circles will say that like I feel his presence and I'm not saying it's bad. I think that they genuinely do. I just think maybe sometimes people say it a little much when it is just a feeling, right? But literally, I would literally physically feel him. And it was a supernatural thing. But then that went away for a bit. And there was a lot of miracles that I would experience, answers to prayer. And it was really just a time in my life where I think the Lord was showing me different ways. But then it didn't last. It didn't didn't stick around. But that actually um, grew my faith and grew my understanding of him when it went away because what i learned was that people have these times of their life where they they have these very amazing experiences but then they go away and sometimes as i did people will think well what did i do wrong like what happened now god isn't i'm not experiencing him in the same way i'm not feeling him in the same way and i'm not seeing the miracles like i used to see and the thing is is that um God is growing us because God says, be still and know that I am God. He doesn't say be still and feel that I am God. And he doesn't say be still and see that I am God. You don't have to always be seeing things, but be still and know. And so what does it mean to know? And what does it mean to practically seek him? And that's what we want to talk about today. And so I think even just with prayer, we can start there. Let's talk about prayer.
1: Sometimes I I think that a lot of us, we put this down kind of like we would a grocery list, right? It's a check uh, on our checklist that we need to get done. And I understand to an extent why we do things like that. We do, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Um, I'm going to say that maybe let's change the way we think about prayer uh, as a checklist item. And let's say, let's think about it as a lifestyle. Um, you know, we think that we have to pray a certain way and we, we fold our hands, you know, or, cl- or close our hands like this and we bow and, and it's a specific kind of traditional thing we do. I'm going to just say it's an ongoing dialogue with God. And there's components to it that we need to figure out as far as, um, how to practically do this, but let's change our overall understanding of it. Though. Let's have an ongoing dialogue with God because you know what? He's with us every minute minute of every day and he, he cares about what we're going through and talking with him throughout our day is a great way of connecting with him. Now, I do understand though that in life, we want to have a little bit more of a concent- concentrated kind of moment where we're really focused in on this and that's really great. So I think like even the example I was given of that pastor, he found a specific place and a specific time to do that. I think that's a great tip because we need consistency and often it's really difficult to build a habit into our life. You know, just thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow and I'm going to be great at it. <laughs> you know, don't don't expect that. I think that find a place that you, you feel comfortable to pray and uh, make a time that you're at your best to really think about praying. And you can pray, uh, you know, about what you're going through in your day in that moment, you can have an ongoing dialogue in that moment. But what I mean is having that more concentrated effort and that uh, more consistency to it and so that you build this into your life. So have those two kind of understandings, you know, an ongoing dialogue, but then let's think through what is when we're at our best and let's find a time that we can pray on a more kind of um, focused time. And so how do we pray? How do we pray
0: when we're there? I remember when I was first... Really diving in, learning about relationship with Jesus. I had this guy come into my life. It was the first time I ever met him, and he, he became a mentor to me. And I remember sitting with him, and he was talking about fasting. He was talking about fasting for seven days. And I was, at that point, I was like, What? Like, that's like a lifetime. How could you do that? He was like, Man, but if you go seven days, you're just going to hear the Spirit of God so much. And so, and the other thing that he said to me that blew my mind in that first conversation was about prayer. And he was like, He's like, I pray for at least an hour. But what I found is that I, at, at the start, it was like, I'm going to pray for an hour. And then I prayed for an hour. And he's like, I just found it's not long enough. And I remember sitting there as this baby Christian being like, What? Like, I'm like five minutes and I'm done. (laughs) What do you pray about for an hour and that's not long enough? And so I asked him and he kind of walked me through what he prays for and how he prays. And he has kind of like a template that he walks through for the whole hour. And I think that that's good. I think that it's not always necessary. But if we don't know how to pray, that's definitely a good thing. But what I find is that a lot of people have a prayer life and they pray about the basics. They pray, God bless me, God protect me, God, um, you know, lead me. And, and it's always a little bit sad and disappointing when I myself pray in this way or other, or I hear other people praying when it's like, God, uh, what do you want me to do? And then you you ask a question and then you just say in Jesus name, amen. And then you move on with your day and there's no time for dialogue. There's no time to like just sit and listen, right? And so I think that when we pray, we've got to look at Jesus and go, how did he pray? And so there's a couple of things that I'll maybe talk about right now. Is that um is that if you look at what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was crucified, he was like he was praying, he was sweating blood. He was intense. Um it, he was he was crying out to the Lord about the depths of how he felt. He was crying out to God about his desires. He was telling him like, man, take this cup from me. Like, I don't want this. Like he was sweating because he was so anxious and nervous about what was going on. It was so intense, but he was telling God about it. And so what I find is a lot of times when people are are in a, in an addiction and porn addiction, or there's masturbation, we, we don't like thinking about it. So we don't pray about it other than to just say, God, I'm sorry, help me to not do this. But then to think like, but actually, let's pray about our emotions. What's going on in life? Like, Lord, I'm not feeling my work right now. This is how I'm feeling. How how can I see this differently? Um, I know that you care about me, and and I just want want to tell you how I feel, just to open the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so I love that Braden's talking about it's an ongoing dialogue because a dialogue there's two things to that a dialogue is a two-way conversation. It's not a monologue. God loves us so much, He would love to hear what we have to say, but He also loves it if we listen. And so, when we look at it being an ongoing dialogue, there is that component to it where it's like, um, it's a two way conversation because Jesus prayed, He talked to God, but He also said, But I only hear or I I only do what I hear my Father saying. Mm -hmm. And so, He was listening to His Father as well. Mm -hmm. And so, there's that, but then it's also talking, having that ongoing dialogue about how you're feeling, what are you thinking. And a lot of people, they go into prayer and they try to go deeper and they go, but I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. And so I would just say, tell God that. Mm -hmm. God, I don't know how to pray right now. I don't know what to say to you. Can you teach me how to pray? Or God, like, or people will say like, I don't think he'll listen to me. Well, tell him that. God, I don't think that you'll listen to me right now. And you start to develop that ongoing dialogue with the Lord that lasts throughout the whole day because the Bible says to to pray without ceasing Mm -hmm. and to develop that skill is so powerful.
1: You also learn to be less noisy. I think that one of the biggest struggle struggles in our lives, I mean, I know this for me, is that we're so noisy, so stinking noisy. Like, we have so much stuff coming our way, media and, and technology, and our minds are just filled with things. We often, you know, aren't really understanding about what silence and, you know, really thinking about things looks like in our life. So having a prayer life where you're actually listening to God I'm going to, you know, I think that's so key and important. I'm working on that and I would encourage you to work on that with me too. And one of the things that you can do is that find that quiet place where you can just sit and be, that should be a part of our prayer life. I think that we miss out on so much is just listening. And I'm going to tell you that it's going to be really hard, you know, especially when you're you're battling a thing like an addiction, your life is full of noise, often white noise that's playing in the background of your life that you don't even know is there and, you know, it's really difficult to just sit still and be, and, you know, be still. And and, and I think that often this is a, a practice that we have to lean into and, and um, give ourselves a little bit of grace in this, because it's tough. You're not going to get this from day one, but at least try. You know, it's amazing how God will meet you here, how he'll talk to you, how he'll speak to you, even as you think about him. I mean, if you're wondering we're not saying that you sit still and you're focused on like kind of the Eastern meditation things where you empty yourself and you don't think about anything. What we're talking about is, you know, when you're quiet, think about God and and go from there. Think about his character, his traits, his attributes, the things about him. Think about what he's doing in your life. Maybe there's a scripture you just read. Think about that. Think about God. And, you know, that's the quiet that we're talking about. You know, you, you stop your voice and then, and, you know, and, and you think through who God is and then he's going to speak through that. Sometimes there is a little bit of quiet where you're just kind of listening, but always frame it with an understanding that you're leaning into God. You're not trying to empty yourself or anything like that. You got to fill your mind with good. And that's how we say we take every captive, thought a captive, right? And that's where we, we, you know, we were able to have control over our thoughts in a way where we're focused in on God. Let's incorporate that into our prayer life. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see some really cool stuff happen um, in your life. You're going to hear some really cool things from God and he's going to speak different scripture to you maybe or pull that out of you um, and as you're reading that. And, uh, but not only that, he's going to speak to you about your life, your emotions because he cares. And you know, for those of you right now that are really anxious because of the world we're living in, right? Like there's so much stuff happening around us that makes us anxious. What a great way to just lay that anxiety at his feet and let him to speak to us about that about who we are, about what he's doing, and that he is in control. So let's incorporate these things into our prayer life.
0: Yeah. You know, praying specifically is very cool. We can pray God bless us, God protect us. But if we pray, Lord, I'm I'm looking for $8,000 for this expense, and I don't have it. I have no idea where this is coming from. But I need that $8,000. When you pray specifically, it's so cool when you see that those prayers answered. And so I want to encourage you to pray specifically, pray specifically for like, God, why am I still watching pornography? Like, what's the, what's the one thing? What's the, um, the, like when I was struggling, I would pray, what's the anchor that I need? Like, give me the one thing that I need to hold on to to stop me from watching porn. And he, and he answered and it was very cool. And he answered in a way that I understood at the moment. And that's his faithfulness and his goodness. Cause he knows us so well, but I wouldn't just pray, God, take this from me. Help me to stop. And Be a specific prayer like what's the one thing that I need? Give me one thing that I need to hold on to, and He did and He answered. And so, I don't, I'm not perfect at that. I pray general prayers too. And sometimes, even last week, I was praying, and I'm like, Man, I, I'm gonna have no idea if God answers this prayer because <laughs> it was so general, right? He could bless me in, in one way, in, in one way that I'm you know, is answering my prayer to bless me, but I have no idea because I'm not praying that specific prayer, right? And so, praying specifics, guys, it is so cool when 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 God answers and I know a lot of you listening probably have experienced that too but even praying specifics about your habit about like about your your porn use or masturbation fantasy adultery prostitution whatever pray specifics about that what leads me to this father can you show me what leads me to this father can you show me like what happened in my life that became that led this to become such a stronghold in my life and just sit in silence and just listen it might be um, a, a nudge like a feeling that you get an impression people call it or it might be a, a whisper in your ear or in your heart it might be that if you're open to it you'll see a mental picture that he'll show an image in your mind's eye it might be that you get a dream and it might even be a week later it might not be at the moment that you pray I remember one guy was so cool he was we were leading him through this and he was like man I got nothing he was kind of discouraged and then I got an email that night and he's like, man, God answered in a crazy way with me, with my family. And like, it was better than ever. And the thing was that if the Lord had answered him in the moment that he was praying in the afternoon, maybe um, it, it would have been cool. But he didn't answer until that night with his whole family. And so if God is not speaking to you in a way that it's like that you're hearing, don't be discouraged Remember that God is goodness. God is good. God is kind. He's all of those things. And so if he's not speaking to us in a way that we want or in a time that we want, He that's good because he's good. And so he's going to speak to us later about the thing. And so, or, or you know what? God is so subtle sometimes that my, he might not even speak. He'll just do. So maybe we're praying for something and we're praying hoping that we'll get an answer but then he just shows the answer in our life right and so he's so subtle and he doesn't care really about like being noticed all the time he just wants us to to choose to see him but he's just so subtle i don't know if that makes sense but it's so cool how he answers
1: yeah it really is and one of the things as you're saying all this i was just thinking through is the importance of the consistency so pray unceasingly is a verse that always comes to mind and when I was just thinking that as you were talking, you know, how important it is to have an ongoing dialogue in the sense of a lifestyle. And we talked about all this, but even as you're doing this too, I just want to encourage you as well that God's ways are above our ways. So sometimes he'll answer our prayers or he'll engage with us in a way we never expected. And that doesn't mean that he's in care or he's not with us, but the fact that we know he is good, as you, Matt, you were saying. So we know that his ways are far better than our ways. And He will answer our prayers in ways that are surprising, that are actually much better for us than even our requests get ask. And that doesn't mean that we don't ask. And that doesn't mean, you know, because He knows uh, even beyond our words what we need. And um, so, but be specific. I love that, what you said there. Be specific about what our requests are and and praying for those things, because it's so important, um, especially in regards to, you know, helping us to think through you know um, what are our needs in our life, but not only that, it helps. God speaks to us about, well, is this something that you do need? Is this something that you should be focused on? And there's so many layers to this, and uh, I don't want to confuse you, <laughs> but we, I think we're both passionate about this topic, so we can go on and on. Uh, the other component, though, of this is, um, is about reading the Bible. And so we're talking kind of two foundationally important things, prayer and reading the Bible. You know, one of the things that I, I've done is, and this is me, I, um, I, I really believe in the whole component of quality over quantity um, in regards to reading scripture. So the reason why I do that is because, you know what, I just can't remember a lot. <laughs> you know, I could read a whole book of the Bible, and I think there is, there's benefit in that because you see the whole kind of context of it, and I think it's really cool. But for me, you know, if I want to really, you know, have it kind of sink in, And take root in my life, I have to really think about a scripture. I have to really, you know, kind of focus in on it and then understand everything around it. And so it takes more time on my part. But what I do is, you know, I'll read, you know, I have a plan that I read through the Bible, but um, I'll read a section and I'll just think about it. I'll pray about it and I'll just sit there for a bit, just trying to understand it. And then as I do that, um, if God speaks to me about a verse within the passages that I've read, I'll write that down. And then I'll engage with that in a journal. Um, and then not only that, I'll maybe write a prayer down about that scripture that pertains to my life. And you know what? I've been doing this for a while, and it's been one of the best things for me to see growth and, and understand the Bible, and not only that, to apply it to my life and, and live it out. And uh, God's really spoken to me through this a, a lot, and I'm so thankful uh, for, for times that I've done been able to do this, and it's taken a lot of work um, to make it a habit and it still takes work to make it a habit. So just the fact that it, I'm just going to say too, just the fact that sometimes it's a little bit difficult to do this doesn't mean that you're less spiritual. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you don't, if you're not pumped uh, on a Tuesday to go read your Bible, don't feel bad, but I'm going to say, you know, have consistency in it. And as you do that, you're going to start to see some really grow, great growth in your life in regards to these areas. And so this is kind of what, what I I've done, and you can tweak things and find great Bible reading plans and stuff. But find out what works for you. Find a consistent time. I know that for me, if I start reading the Bible at the end of my workday, I my brain's mush. I can't do it. So I, I got to do it at the beginning of my day. And that's me. You know, I start my day there, and I it's helped my. Day. You know, I find that when I don't do that, my day is just crappier. <laughs> like I just I find my day. I have a harder time. Dealing with life, to be honest, if I'm not reading the Bible and getting into that. So I've found that I, you know, I gotta make this consistent and start my day this way. That's me. You might be a little bit different. Maybe you're better before bed. That's your best time of the day. Find your best and give it to God. When's your best time of the day and give that to God? I think that's a great practice um, that can really help you in moving forward.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. And for me, when I'm when I'm with the Lord before anything else in the day, it's the best. And I know some people really love it at night. They love reading and they connect with God. And it's like we were kind of talking about last week. And again, you can listen to the episode last week if you haven't yet. But find what works for you. I mean, that's the main thing is you want to connect with God. When I read the Bible, I see Jesus and also King David and different people meeting with, with the Father in the morning a lot. It's a pattern. And I, it wasn't a revelation that I got. It was in different prayer books where they point out all these scriptures where it's like he went in the morning, he went in the morning, he went in the morning. And I think there's so much power to that. And I was, I was thinking one time that like, why, what's the power in this? And I was equating it kind of to maybe it's not perfect, but I think the principle is there where if somebody is saved at the end of their life, they're still saved. I mean, they're saved just like any of us for eternity. They're still in heaven, but they've lived their whole life, not transformed. It's kind of like starting in the morning it helps you trans it helps transform you and be ready for the day and you can live to glorify God through the day whereas at least for me and I think for a lot of people if we miss it in the morning and then we come to him at the end of the day we- we've like we've got more anxiety and we're more anxious during the day and so we really connect with him in- at night and that's awesome but I want you to be aware of that because when we look at the life of Jesus and, and David and the different saints I mean, there's a pattern there where they were in the morning meeting with the Lord a lot. And so if you can do that, I think that's great. If you're if you're like, nope, I connected with God at night, that's great too. But we just want to put that little challenge out there. I just want to kind of give an example maybe. For example, this is what Braden's talking about when he says this. He, in Isaiah 40, it says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. So to personalize it, you just put your name in. You just go, comfort, comfort to me, says God. Like, um, God, you say bring comfort to me, right? You go speak tenderly to me, God. Um, I know sometimes it's like when it's the seek first the kingdom of God and his, and the and His righteousness. We can go, I will seek first the kingdom of God and Your righteousness. And you speak to God rather than saying the kingdom or the righteousness or His righteousness, and go, I will seek Your righteousness, right? And so you personalize it and you just talk to God in that way. I think that it's so cool. And I had a I had a friend actually call me last week. He was personalizing Isaiah 1, and he was reading through it himself, and it was so powerful. I just loved listening to it on the phone. He was just like, this was so powerful to me, and he read it out to me, and it was so cool. And so if you haven't done that, definitely do it. If you have done it and you're just not, I mean, I, Brad and I both independently, we'd come together, we're like, hey, you do that, I do that too, and we'd both love it.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that, you're, that by doing this you're changing the meaning of Scripture, but you're applying it to your life, okay? You're personalizing it. And this is so important. I've done this with uh, some key verses in my life too. And and part of this too, what we would say is, as you're reading the Bible, um, sometimes it's really cool to pick out some verses that really speak to you, that kind of be like the, the cornerstones of your life. I think that God sometimes gives us specific verses for us and they mean something really special for us that he wants to grasp onto and have an understanding for our life about Kind of like the theme or the the motto of our life, you know, is kind of centered around some of these these verses. And when you're battling a thing like porn, one of the things is that our mind just is really stuck in this mindset of, I'm defeated, I'm no good, I'm, I'm," you know, might as well just keep going down this bad path. You just really have a bad mindset. One of the ways to combat that, you know, using scripture, is do, with post-it notes or something, put these verses that God's spoken to you at some point or even now, um, throughout your house or wherever you see, you can see them, so that you're reminded, you remember that, you focus on that, and then some of those times of those bad thoughts kind of come into your mind. Instead of trying to combat that on that level and saying, "Well, just don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it," I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna work. Instead, let's let's change the the framework of what we're thinking about and, and insert a scripture into that. And I'm gonna tell you that's gonna be way more powerful than you just white knuckling it, trying not to think about something. And so think of some of those verses, have those key ones at the ready so that you're always ready to kind of focus in on this, be aware of it, and then apply it to your life. Um, I think that's such a great thing. Someone told me to do that one time, and I'm so thankful they did because I've done that at certain varying degrees in my life, and it has really helped me a lot. I think it's so true. When when
0: people look at how Jesus resisted temptation and they say he resisted it by the word, I think that sometimes it doesn't work for us because we throw the word out there, but then we're like, oh, I still went to porn after I threw out three scriptures. But it's because it didn't mean anything to you, really. It's just like kind of head knowledge, or you're like, oh, this is a scripture. Let's use this. But it wasn't like in you. And so I think try part, part of getting the word in you, or like scripture says, get it in your mind, get it in your heart. Like Braden's saying it, it says, put it in your doorframe. I mean, it's kind of like Old Testament, but really the, it's just like put it everywhere. Put it all over your house. Get it inside of you. And so I think the power of that is that then when temptation comes, you go, no, God said that my, that his grace is sufficient for me. That wasn't just for Paul when Paul was praying, like, deal with the thorn in my flesh. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, my grace is sufficient for you. It wasn't just for Paul. And so we can read that and go, man, God, I've got this thorn in my flesh. I've got this thing that whatever your theology is on that, it doesn't matter. But I've got this thing that's bugging me. God, take this from me. But then we go, but God, your grace is sufficient for me. And so then when temptation comes, like Braden's saying, you've got that as an arrow in your quiver, and then you can go, man, no, God, your grace is sufficient for me. Satan, no, no plan of yours will prosper against me. I declare that in Jesus' name. And you make the scripture personal. There's so much power in that. You know what? one thing that I love about it too is that it brings the reality of who you are in Christ into into the forefront of your mind. And so I like to to challenge people and just suggest that people – don't simply worship God for who he, he is alone. And I think that that's like, hear me on that. Absolutely do that. I mean, worship God all the time. Um, tell God how amazing he is. Tell him everything, that all the good things that you think about him. But in Psalm 37, 4, it says to delight yourself in the Lord. And so it's not just delight in the Lord. It's delight in who you are in him and delight in who he is in you. Delight yourself in the Lord. And so I just think there's so much power in going, man, God, you are Amazing you are incredible, you are so big, and you made me new, and you put your spirit in me, that means I am more than an overcomer, I'm more, or I'm an overcomer, I'm more than a conqueror, I have victory in you, I have all the strength from heaven that I, that I need, because I get it from you, because I'm, I'm your son, I'm your child, and so I think personalizing it brings so much power to you, because then it's not just like God is powerful, but I suck, it's like, no, I'm powerful
1: in Christ, yeah, it's like the spirit of adoption, right? God's given us that he has adopted us um, into his family. And he has said that over us. I mean, I love the the Bible there, in the sense that there's a scriptures that talks about how he sings over us, you know, and uh, like, that's so powerful. Like, that's not something I would do over, like, if my wife was there and I'm delighting her and I was singing over her, she would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, I'd be feel so embarrassed to do that. But God loves us so much that he does that for us. And and we can just delight in the fact that we are adopted. We are sons and daughters. How powerful is that? And I think when you let that sink in, as you were talking, Matt, that just changes your framework. And I want to say, too, the attitude we can have in all this as well. Sometimes I think guys that are struggling with porn, they look at, at at this as a performance thing. I got to read the Bible and to do it so I don't think about porn. I'm going to say that's not going to work. Yeah. You, re- you read the Bible because you want to know Jesus. Yeah. And then through that, that's how you're transformed. If you just do it to stop something... Your, your, your mindset, your attitude's wrong. Let's do it because we want to get to know this Jesus who loves us, who died for us, and that we can, get through that, we're transformed. Instead of us trying to pick up our own bootstraps and transform ourselves, what well, doesn't work. So it's not about performance. This is, we get to do this. We are given the grace of having God's word here before us. We can have it anywhere. And we have the joy of knowing that it's there with us at all times, and God's with us there all the time. And we get to know him. How powerful is that? Let's change the framework the attitude that we have yeah and and one thing to help with that too is just to take 10 seconds
0: before you open your bible or before you read your bible and go thank you lord that this is your word i pray that you speak to me today lead me to see, hear what you want me to hear and just do that because then it's like you're more engaged then the holy spirit is 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 more uh, able to speak to you because you're listening rather than just, okay, I just got to open the Bible and read a chapter a day because I want to get through the chapter that is for today or whatever. And then you get through it and you're like, okay, I'm done. And you close a book. Well, maybe the Holy Spirit just wants you to focus on verse 2 of that chapter, like Braden is saying. And so just do that. I think you're going to love it. If you're reading the Bible and it's dry to you, try these things. Mm-hmm. It won't be dry for long, I promise. Yeah. Try these things. And we just want to wrap up here by by throwing one more thing out there. And some of you might want to turn it off as soon as we say what we're going to talk about. But and that's fine. We're not mad at you. But for Braden and I both, we've seen so much power in speaking in tongues. This is I know is controversial. And if you don't like it, we're not mad at you. Just bypass it. We hope you tune in next week. But we've seen so much power in speaking in tongues. And I love what Francis Chan said one time. I heard him, I heard him speaking because Francis Chan has this idea that he should speak with people and at events and conferences that don't think exactly like him, because if everybody goes to conference they all think the same way, then no one's really challenged to think differently, and so I love that perspective, so he was speaking at an event where it's more charismatic maybe than he was used to because he grew up very anti charismatic and probably the other end of the extreme where there's like no moving of the Holy Spirit and no definitely no tongues I mean that's a no no but but then he said, you know." After years in ministry, I read my Bible, and, I, and Francis Chan is like the purest heart in my mind. He's, a, he's amazing. But he said, I just want to know Jesus. I love Jesus so much. And so if I love Jesus, and tongues is indeed a gift from him, and I've just been taught wrong, well, why would I not want that? And so if tongues is a gift from God, and you've been taught that it's not, well, why wouldn't you want it? Because if it's not a gift from him, you just won't get it and so you can just ask God like hey if this is from you i would i would love it because i want all of you and if it's not from you i don't want it and so and so you don't you won't get it right but that's i just love that perspective from francis chan that like hey i was taught this is wrong but if it's from the lord i mean why would i not want it
1: yeah and it it's been something powerful for us in our prayer we it's called a prayer language we've heard in the, the lingo said in in kind of the circles we're in in the sense of it i mean tongues is talked about but when we say prayer language is something that God can discern from us to him. Um, it's something that we do in our in our private of our own home in the sense of um, there's powerful because it edifies ourselves. Um, and we could talk more about and break this down what this looks like in a corporate sense. But if you want to know more, look in 1 Corinthians. It's going to break that down for you and read into this. Whatever we say, we will always tell you, go to scripture to see if what we're saying is correct. Because <laughs> it's just Matt and Brad in here, right? Um, and, but uh, I would say go to this first. But what we would say here is explore what this might look like for you because it's been powerful for us um, it's very been very edifying for us in our life and our walk with Jesus, and so look into this and um, pray about it. Like Matt, you said, I love that what you said. You know, if this is from God, you know, and it's something that He'll give you, um, um, in His timing, and if that's something that you're 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 wanting, then you know, pray about these things. Um, but uh, I would just say, you know, like the the main focus of anything is first to know Jesus, as you said, about Francis. You know, Francis Chan. That's our main focus. Let's focus on getting to know Jesus better. And then from there, all the other stuff, you know, that will come um, in the sense of what he adds to us and in, in regards to, you know, our walk with him. So uh, I would pray first, seek God first and all these things. And so with that, if tongues are something that the Lord has enabled
0: you to speak in and you just haven't, um, it's easy to forget. It's easy to just pray in English, but just remember, oh yeah, I've also got this this weapon of warfare that I can engage in. And so we encourage you that if you've been given that gift, man, speak in tongues, utilize that gift. And that's the same for Brad and I. We go through times where we forget and we where we don't do it, but then it's like, oh man, we should do this. And just powerful, powerful times come and we just can sense God's spirit and hear him. and And it says in scripture that tongues edifies the spirit. And so a lot of times I like to do that at the start of going into like a, sol- a time of solitude, seeking the Lord, um, and then I'll pray in English as well. But, but anyways, there's power in that, and if you don't think so, babe, hey, that's we're not mad. We're we're glad you're part of the drive, and we, and the, I mean, like Braden said, the main thing is loving Jesus, and so um, that's uh, that's where we want people to land. So. Thanks for hanging out, with you guys. We just encourage you to explore with this stuff. Seek the Lord. Don't be discouraged that you can't hear his voice. I mean, just seek him. I mean, you, you can hear his voice. The sheep, you know the voice of the shepherd. If you're in Christ, you are his sheep. And so I'm sure that you even hear his voice more than you realize. Um, and so just learn different ways of communicating with him and keeping that ongoing dialogue going. And man, he's going to be the foundation for living in pure victory, getting free from porn, masturbation, sexual immorality, and living this purpose-filled, presence-filled life with Jesus. And it's amazing. So thanks for tuning in, hanging out. We'll chat next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.